0: Monday Mizzou Breakdown with James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance on location in Webster Groves at the world headquarters here. And I have to tell you, this little building to the north, I guess, used to be a barber shop. You always hear Mike Caruso, the Blues executive. His dad was the barber in Webster for decades, right by the train tracks. So as I'm walking into your world headquarters, I'm having a flashback to my days with the great Nick Caruso. Love Webster. And uh, love what Mizzou's doing. I got to tell you, you were bullish on this team.
1: I was a little bit skeptical. I think I had them winning seven. Mm-hmm. What did you have at the outset? I never put anything on record. But, I mean, in all honesty, I think eight would have been my ceiling. I, I did not see a potential 10-win season in the cards. And, and it's now become the expectation. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. I mean, 10, 10 wins at this point, you're going to be favored at least by double digits against Florida. And I would imagine, I mean, Pittman might not be the coach by the time Mizzou goes to Arkansas here the day after Thanksgiving. So, uh, they could be coachless and not, pe- not playing for a whole lot at that point, too. So I would, I would imagine that Mizzou might be a double-digit favorite in that game as well. So if you take care of business on what you're expected to do, you're going to end the year with 10 wins and who? I mean, anybody out there. Who, who saw that coming?
0: Yeah, and you're a top-10 team at that point if you win out because somebody's yeah. going to lose. You're at 11 right now. You move up, I would assume, a couple of spots. I like the fact, if you look back, Kentucky, they kind of owed them. Like, you got to get over the hump with Kentucky. Okay, they beat them. You owed Tennessee. They had owned you for four years. You owed them back. And not only did they beat them, you could tell they loved the fact that they got them good. You know, like they weren't going to put up a sixty spot. But even in Drinkwitz post game, he didn't refer to Hyple by name. He said he or him or something. He didn't refer. to. And then he said on the CBS part, we kicked their ass or whatever, which is kind of rare for Drink to go there. You could tell this one meant a little more.
1: Oh absolutely. If you would have given me the opportunity before the season started, you can guarantee one win and you could you could win handily. I would have absolutely chosen Tennessee. I'm not a fan of their fan base. They, they've been chirping at Mizzou j- since they joined the SEC that they don't belong, and Tennessee's done nothing. They had a great year last year, but still has, have not appeared in an SEC championship game. Mizzou's appeared in two. And then, boy, did they run up the score the last few years. I don't know what Heupel's disdain is. Uh, he left on his own accord to UCF. Uh, but I, I think there's certainly some friction there, and Eli freezing the kick. First of all, Heipel kicking a field goal yeah. down by so much toward the end of the game. And uh, and then Eli icing, them and, and then all of a sudden they missed the kick. That was that was incredible stuff, and some gamesmanship between uh, the coaches there. And yes, I don't know if we'll be playing them in the near future, but that's that's a game I'll miss because I, I certainly think there's a lot of disliking toward those two coaches. Unlike what we saw with Kirby Smart and, and Drinkwitz the the week before. I mean, even after a losing a heartbreaking loss, I mean Eli almost looked giddy chatting chat with Kirby after the game that he was you know chatting with some sort of football God. And so, um, yeah, the Hypo Drinkwitz uh, friction is real.
0: Now, I think going into the year, some of the skepticism was warranted. They even said something to prove. That was their team motto. They think I think they knew that they left a lot of wins on the table the year before. So until you do it, I think we are a little bit skeptical. But that also falls on Cody Schrader, where he did carry around that, hey, he's from Truman State, he's a walk-on. Is he really going to be an SEC caliber back? I didn't see that coming at all, leading the SEC, one of the top rushers in the country. And even though he gets up at the podium after the game and said, all right, you guys all kind of know my story, I don't think it can be told enough. It's unbelievable.
1: And it's not like, you know, we've seen with some running backs over the years that are ripping off 60-yard runs every game, that's accumulating this this yardage, which puts him among the elite running backs in the country. He carried the ball 35 times on Saturday. He is an absolute warrior. And you know what's kind of – Kind of more of a testament to him is the few carries they gave to Nate Pete went for zero yards. I mean, so I mean he he's running behind the exact same offensive line, and uh, and he always seems to fall forward, always getting an extra yard or two. He had the best post game quote about uh, how he has a four-quarter mentality. You know, you got you got to be ready to punch somebody in the mouth and get punched in the mouth, and who's going to fold first, and I just refuse to fold. He's just such an easy guy to root for. I hope he has a future in professional football in some way or another. I know if he went to the Combine, it's not gonna, he, he's not going to lead in any one statistical category uh, from any metric there. But, I mean, you can't really quantify the heart he has and the will to compete. And nothing short of amazing. He, I, I would argue he's the most important person on this team. I mean, Luther's been kind of a non-factor uh, fighting off some injuries the last few weeks, and they haven't missed a beat. Uh, And and if if they didn't have Cody Schrader, we don't really know what else they have because they haven't really ran the ball much with anybody else outside of Cody Schrader. But he is the heart and soul of this team. And one other thing I was thinking about while I was corresponding with a friend over the weekend is is he made the comment, you know, like Drinkwitz during the games or not in terms of his coaching uh, abilities, he seems to always get his players ready to play. And then it had me thinking I'd I'd even go a little bit deeper. I think Mizzou has some great captains. I mean, the leadership they're getting from guys like Cody Schrader and Brady Cook and Darius Robinson and Tyrone Hopper, these are leaders, and these guys are ready to compete week in and week out, even after a very difficult loss on the road to Athens. Just tip of the cap to the leadership, the coaching staff. Everything seems to be clicking right now. We wish it was 2024 where they had a a good shot at making the 12-team playoff and even potentially hosting a playoff game in Columbia. Imagine that. Imagine if we were hosting a playoff game in Columbia, but that's for next year. Let's let's wrap up this season. This is still SEC competition. There's nothing going to be given to you. You can't just roll out the football and assume you're going to win. Uh, they still need to take care of business these last few weeks.
0: I would say as far as Schrader and the NFL, on that staff down there, he can go talk to Brock Oliva, who I think a lot of people thought, well, great Mizzou career, but that's when you'll be done. He had to play five, six years. I need to look it up, but I think he was five or six years in the league. He did a lot of special teams, but he also then coached in the league. So I think there might be a comp there, or at least Brock could say, dude, I hear you, man. They all said I was I was a good Mizzou player, but I'll never make it in the league. So let's hope for big things for Cody after he's done at Mizzou. 321 was the total. Combined <laughs> yardage. Two oh five on the ground, one sixteen through the air. When did he become Marshall Fox? Right. Uh, let's talk about Florida though. They're one and four on the road. The only thing that jumps out at you, they're scoring a ton. The last two games they lost, they scored 36 and 35. But then again, you have confidence now in that Mizzou D.
1: Yeah, let's let's factor in the competition. They were playing Arkansas, who they should have never lost to at home, and then they played LSU, who is – great as their offense is, and talk about Cody Schrader's week, uh, Jaden Daniels set records with his total yardage as well as a quarterback from rushing and passing and total touchdowns, etc. Uh, their defense is atrocious in LSU, and so I, I I think it's apples and oranges. Mizzou's defense, ever since that first quarter in Kentucky, I mean, if you think about it, has really played lights out. Even that touchdown on Saturday, that was an incredible throw and catch. The Tennessee, uh, the only thing they, they really did well that day, uh, but I mean, just an incredible throw and catch with uh, Chris Abrams' drain draped all over. Over the wide receiver that ultimately got hurt on that play. But the defense is really humming. Darius Robinson now, I think, has six and a half sacks on the year. If you recall, he's a converted defensive tackle that moved to the end. I certainly see the NFL in his future. He's kind of the heart and soul of the defense right now. Uh, even Tyrone Hopper getting injured on Saturday, they they had News, uh, Newsome step in and played really well. Got a forced fumble, uh, made some big tackles, and so they have depth. And I think that's really a testament to what Eli's built over the last four years is depth. And we're going to really test that next year. They're losing a lot of good talent more than likely. Not everybody's officially gone, but certainly Cody Schrader's gone. We know that he's out of eligibility. So uh, I. I I don't know, what what is Florida really playing for at this point? Can they still get a bowl? I think if they win out, but they have to beat Mizzou and Florida State. So I, I just I, I just don't know if uh, a 6:30 maybe a little chilly night in Columbia how ready Florida is going to be because night games really tilt toward the home field advantage. That's why I was really heavy on Georgia's team total uh, last week against Ole Miss. I, I knew Ole Miss had given up a lot of points to a very average A&M the week before at home, and they were traveling to Athens. And everybody in Athens the week before said, "Oh, just wait till you see this place at night. It's night and day, no pun intended." And they just <laughs> I mean Georgia just ran them off the field which I do want to talk about something real quick is the CFP comes out tomorrow night in terms of the rankings. And I think there is some importance here uh, for, for Mizzou because I want to see that they're ranked ahead of Ole Miss and Penn state. I think if everything plays out the way people seem to think they will, either Michigan or Ohio state are going to get a, a team in Florida State's going to get a team in. More than likely, an SEC team gets in, although that's not that's not guaranteed right now. Uh, and then if Washington wins out, which is still a long shot, but if they do, then they're in. And so I, I want to see where Mizzou uh, ranks because I want to, you know we all want to see them play on on New Year's Day, and they have to rank ahead of Ole Miss and Penn State to feel really good because none of these teams really have stiff competition remaining. Penn State doesn't really play anybody. Ole Miss certainly doesn't play anybody, and Mizzou, you know. What we discussed has Arkansas and Florida remaining. So I wanted to break down the common opponents between Ole Miss and Mizzou.
0: Oh, you're digging deep. I like this. They have
1: three common opponents, LSU, Vandy, and Georgia. Obviously, Mizzou lost two of those games. But if you look at how many points they scored versus how many points they allowed, Ole Miss, against those three common opponents, has scored 105 and given up 108. Mizzou has scored 98 and given up 100. So the point differential is three versus two. Very, very close. I think the thing working in Ole Miss's favor is they beat LSU, although it was an incredible shootout, and Mizzou lost LSU. So so they have that in their favor, but I think Mizzou's wins – you know, arguably are, are better than what Ole Miss has, uh, particularly this thumping this past Saturday of Tennessee, which I'm going to go out on a limb. I think Tennessee covers against Georgia this weekend. I think they bounce back. That's going to be 100,000 people in that stadium. This is their Super Bowl now. I mean, they they absolutely want revenge on Georgia, and, uh, and I think they're going to come to play, and Georgia may not have a ton to play for. I mean, they have the SEC wrapped up. Obviously, you don't want to lose this game and then be on the bubble for the CFP, but – Watch out for Tennessee to hang in there with Georgia on Saturday.
0: And if you're a Mizzou fan, you want Georgia to win, right? At this point, since they beat you, don't you want that loss to them to be a premier loss by them? Like if Tennessee knocks off Georgia – does that take a little of the
1: luster away of the team that beat you? I, I don't know because Tennessee thumped uh, – or excuse me, Mizzou thumped Tennessee. So, I mean, that factors into that equation as well. So, I, I don't know if it really has a huge impact um, in terms of Mizzou's bowl prospects. But uh, it's, it's an interesting game because I, I really do think Tennessee is – is, is certainly going to bounce back. They played really bad. They got embarrassed on Saturday by Mizzou. I mean, Mizzou just absolutely dominated them. And, and quite frankly, that first half score wasn't indicative of the time of possession, the total yards, et cetera. And it all came full circle in the, in the second half. So I, I, ex- I expect Tennessee to really bounce back. And, and Georgia just came through a gauntlet. You know, Mizzou and, and Ole Miss at home and now have to travel to, to Knoxville. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, they could be dinged up a little bit and maybe, maybe uh, take a few plays off and Tennessee hangs in there.
0: It's interesting. That's something to prove narrative, you know, Cody Schrader and Brady Cook. But I also think Eli Drinkwitz, the coach, he'd been plateaued at the six wins. I think people were waiting for him to kind of break through. And now, and even after that middle Tennessee game, I think he, his approval rating was pretty low. Absolutely. And now people are saying, oh no, are we going to lose him? Here we go again, right? These coaches that are like discardable months later are like, oh my God, we can't lose it. Do you think he's a hot commodity around the country? I don't feel that sense yet, but do you
1: think that's a legitimate fear? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure the national narrative is, wow, this guy is taking a, a doormat of Mizzou, you know, following the Pinkle years and, and is potentially going to win 10 games, and and has played Georgia as tough as anybody in the country the last two years. He's young. I think he just turned 40, which is an attractive thing. Like, if I'm Texas A&M, I don't want to hire, um, you know, Willie Fritz from Tulane. I don't You know, you're not looking for somebody that's older, I don't think. I think the Texas A&M job is probably a top-10 job in the country, not because of their pedigree, but because of their resources. And so I do think they make a splashy hire. I don't think Drinkwitz would be the fit there. But let's not forget, uh, you know, Sexton is his agent. Like, he, like Sexton represents. represents. Represents all the big D1 coaches. And he could float his name out there for some of these jobs to angle for a raise. I get that. That's all gamesmanship in this space. Um, But I think if Florida fired Billy Napier, I think that would be a more realistic landing spot for Drinkwitz, at least to flirt with. Uh, because I, I just don't think that they would hire him at Texas A&M, and, and he would not take a step to, uh, step down to go to Old, or excuse me, Mississippi State or Arkansas, both very difficult places to win. So, I, I you, his name could get floated for some of these job openings. I don't I don't see him leaving, or at least even getting an offer at Texas A&M. But could Mizzou get another coach fired this week if they do what they did to Tennessee to Florida? Napier's got a great recruiting class coming in, but boy, he is really uh, not shown well this year. And, and I don't know if his seat's the hottest of hot, but it's warming up. <laughs> so if they got embarrassed by Mizzou, who knows? I mean, they could, he could get fired as well. And if if Pittman hangs around long enough to, to face Mizzou and Mizzou embarrasses them, I certainly expect him to get fired. So that's where I'd see that going.
0: There was that stretch where the Mizzou... The victory would always lead to the coach getting fired that one year. Remember, right. It was like three in a row. Every time zoo beat somebody, that coach. You got the
1: last two Florida coaches fired. And Dan right. Mullen and, uh, and and then who was the, who was the one before? Um, oh, uh, Must champ. Will Must champ. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That is Coach Carlton, James Carlton,
0: Carlton State Farm Insurance. On the web, carltoninsurance.net or 961-4800. 314-961-4800. You can also text that number. And it's real
1: simple, James. They call, get a quote, and the, then you're going to – Uh, support NIL. That's exactly right. It's really easy, too. carltoninsurance.net. A couple clicks, you can find out how much we could save you on your car, on your home, on your life insurance, or text or call us at 314-961-4800. Anytime you mention this program, we're going to make a $20 donation to NIL on your behalf to allow Mizzou to continue to compete at this level in the SEC. Isn't this fun? Isn't this enjoyable to watch your, your only Division One school uh, compete at the highest level and just a few games short of a perfect season so far? Uh, it's exciting, and I think I think the sky's the limit. Mizzou has the resources from a monetary standpoint, from a great athletic director, from uh, two relatively large metropolitan areas on both sides of the state with a lot of talent that they can try to close the borders. I, th- I think I think the Mizzou can compete, especially in this twelve. Uh, team playoff format coming up. It's exciting. I can't wait to see the future.
0: It's our Monday Mizzou breakdown with James Carlton. More info at CarltonInsurance.net.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,